0: Small doses, self help from the hip. Small doses, talking that shit. Small doses, and keeping it real. Small doses, me and seals. It's so funky. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's another edition of Small doses, potent truth. Why do I have to sing everything? I have to sing everything. I don't even understand why I do that. I think I do it just for my own personal joy. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Small Doses, potent truths for everyday use. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about side effects of sexual harassment. Uh, I mean, listen, in the past couple months, it's been... Very part of the zeitgeist in a real way, you know. We've seen basically uh, every rich white man in Hollywood uh, knocked off the pedestal by their own dick, which is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. It takes a certain level of gymnastics to do that, and I think for a lot of us, it was just kind of crazy to just to see not only just the level of the names that were being called, but also like the volume of how many folks were just ousted and removed from their positions in the wake of, like, the Harvey Weinstein of it all. I mean, the, the Cosby thing broke, and I <laughs> I am a theory that this all started because Cosby was like, it ain't gonna just be me that you take down. And he basically stepped in and was like, uh, I'm gonna take everybody else down. That's my theory. Because, you know, they're all talking about this shit together, hanging out by themselves with the crew You know, and basically locker room talking in many places that don't look like a locker room whatsoever. But I wanted to talk about sexual harassment in this episode, not only because that has sparked the conversation, but just the ways in which it has manifested. And I think that a lot of folks, like, can't even, or not can't, but aren't even sure of when something is sexual harassment or when it's not. Or, you know, how to handle it when it happens? Um, And then like where does sexual harassment take place? Like if it's not in the workplace, is it still called sexual harassment? You know, all of these things I think are really relevant, have been a very important part of the conversation that's come out of all of these people just being accused of, being accused and, you know, being exposed. And um, (laughs) it's, it's also not lost on me that, Whenever you see, uh, like, a, a a high-powered individual um, being accused of this, it seems like they're always targeting the same types of women. It's always women that are in positions that are, quote-unquote, beneath them um, and that rely on their approval to usually, like, even just sustain their careers their jobs, or jobs or their livelihoods, like, literally the means by which that they support themselves. So, when... When the French guy DSK, which sounds like a brand of sneaker... When he was outed for basically, like, sexually harassing women at hotels, it wasn't like he was sexually harassing other women that were staying at the hotels. No, he was harassing the maids at the hotels. And the maids, of course, felt like they couldn't say anything because he's this big deal French dude, and he's going to be like, ha, 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 this is a problem. And next thing you know, it I don't even know what really happened with that situation. But I do know that it's continuing with this trend because when you look at all these other guys, uh... They are also harassing women that rely on them and that feel like they can't say anything. When you saw that cop, Holtzclaw, who was basically sexually assaulting all of these women in Oklahoma, they were all prostitutes. They were all women that were not in a place of power. You know when he did get caught? When he harassed the wrong woman, he harassed the wrong woman who happened to not be a prostitute, but she was the friend of a friend. And his prostitute radar must have been off that day. And she was the one who actually was like, oh, you oh, I'm sorry, you got it twisted. You thought I was going to just deal with this. No, sir. And next thing you know, that's when he started. That's when he got arrested. And that's when he found out that even though he was in a blue uniform, he was not protected because he actually also wasn't a white man. And so he forgot about that. So that was something that he was slipping on. Both both counts slipping, which is that's the basic other part of this story. All these men feel like they're going to get away with it. That's why they do this shit. They think they're going to get away with it. They all think like, oh, I'm invincible. I'm me. I'm, you know, there's a certain level of like hubris that takes over where they just think that they can just treat you any kind of way and they're not going to get caught. And eventually they do. The unique part about the Hollywood thing is I never got to the bottom of like who was behind All of this, because even if things stories get out, everyone's always known about Harvey Weinstein. Everyone's always known about Louis C.K. But then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, but now it matters now. And I never I I haven't quite been able to crack that code. Uh, Why did I sound like a pirate? Crack that code of why uh, it all of a sudden mattered now. But sexual harassment has always mattered to me. Um, I spent a lot of years in hip hop. We'll talk later in the show about like some of my experiences in that space. Anyone who listens to hip hop knows that sexual harassment is just like ingrained. You know, I mean, you have songs that are literally like uh, "You Ain't Nothing But a Hoochie Mama," "Hood Rat," "Hood Rat," "Hoochie Mama." Uh, you have songs that are uh, "Put Your Ass Up High, Your Hands Down Low." Uh, that's the way we jiggle low. Uh, Lil Wayne has done classic songs like "I Want to Fuck the Whole Wide World," uh, which. I don't know if that's sexual harassment as much as it's just like a really big goal that's unattainable. So there's that. But I will say that we have an amazing two gals coming on the show today. We have the Guys We Fucked podcast, Christina and Corinne. They're going to be sitting down with us for the People I Like segment. They're also going to share some stories. So they're gonna talk about their own experiences with sexual harassment. And of course we have gem dropping. I'll be answering some questions for DMT. So let's let's just get into the daggone show, why don't we? Jam dropping. Gem dropping. Gem dropping. We dropping on these hoes. <sighs> so, gem dropping. On the topic of sexual harassment, our gem dropping theme this episode is hollering versus catcalling. I think there's clearly like a very big chasm between those who know the difference. I say this because the prevalence of catcalling, especially in like, quote unquote, uh, metropolitan areas, is so common that I'm just like, these guys can't think that this is wrong. It's just they they it can't be the case. This many people cannot just be casually engaging in something that that is wrong. And then when it comes to hollering, when you talk about catcalling, it seems like you have a lot of guys who are just like, well, how am I supposed to approach you then? And I will say this. I think the biggest bottom line is like learning what a compliment actually is versus what people have made it to be when it's regarding a woman. And I think there's also something to be said for like how you approach someone who is a woman and clarifying just the limitations of what within that space is hollering and what is catcalling. So we're going to talk about that for this gem drop-in. Now, hollering. Hollering is a term used for when you are trying to approach somebody to in embark or uh, spark some romantic interest of some kind. Now listen, your your romantic interest may be that you just want to fuck. Or maybe you're curious about this person's thoughts on, on existentialism. On you know, which is better to save from Cosby's legacy. Cosby show or a different world? Or which, you know, which duck did they prefer? Huey, Dewey, or Louie? Or was it all three? Maybe you want to know these things about this person and so you approach them. Or Or it's somebody that you work with and you already know their thoughts on all of these things. And so you'd like to get to know them in a more intimate space outside of work. Hollering is about approaching somebody for the purpose of engaging in either sexual or romantic connection. That is hollering. Now, there is a way to holla that is not catcalling. Catcalling? Catcalling? is simply trying to get the cat. Cat is a colloquialism for the vagina. The vagina referring to trying to attain some type of sexual interaction with somebody. Now you're like, but Amanda, you just basically said the same thing. Yeah, the difference is the approach. That's what we're talking about. The approach and the context. So with all the sexual harassment that's been talked about as of late for the most part it re- it's taking place in a professional space and so people are feeling like if you approach them for the purpose of a romantic directive in a professional space and that's sexual harassment. Now, I am somebody who believes that there's actually like an inappropriate, and appropriate way to do that. Listen, I'm at work all the time. So a lot of times the only way I'm going to meet somebody is at work or like at the end of work. But there's a way to, you, that you can approach me that doesn't sexually objectify me. Catcalling is the act of sexually objectifying a woman or, say, or straight up just base. that's why it's called cat calling you're like calling the cat you're calling the pussy that's what that's about there is not a compliment to saying to someone hey sugar tits it's not i know that in your mind you might think i am acknowledging the sweetness of their breasts so how is this not a compliment but it is not a lot of guys don't understand the concept of the fact that telling me you want to have sex with me is not a compliment. What it is is you having a very high regard for your penis and feeling like I too should have that regard as well and thus should feel honored that you would honor me with the presence of it inside of me. Guess what? I don't give a bug about your dick. Mm-mm, I don't. That's going to be my next hit record. I don't give a bug about your dick. I don't give a fuck about your dick. I don't give a fuck about your dick. I don't give a fuck about your dick. Your dick. Nope, I don't. I really don't. I don't. And the thing is, is that you don't have to guess if I do. Because if I do, I will show you signs. I will give you rhythm. I will indicate to you that there is interest here in going to another space. So when you have cats like Louis C.K. and Charlie Rose being like, (laughs) i just had no idea that there was anything wrong with me like saying you know to somebody hey can i show you my dick it's like did they give you any indication did they give you any indication at any point that they were interested in going down that road with you no and i think that when we what we really have to acknowledge is the fact that like we do live in a patriarchal society where women still do have to consent we have to indicate to you consent And I think a lot of times, like what we're getting lost on is the fact that there are still there's still this overarching thought process that says, I'm a man. And you as a woman are at the disposal of my wants and needs. So when I holler at you by yelling words to you on the street that are defamatory or that are objectifying to your body, like that's my right to do that. And you shouldn't feel any way about it because you can take it or leave it. But I'm a man and I'm doing what I want to do. I was in Grenada one time and I was walking down the beach and this Rasta was like, Miss, Miss. Miss 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 and i finally was like what 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 do you want what and he's like eh, eh. I find you damn rude. I find you damn rude. And I was like, I'm damn rude. You calling miss, 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 miss. I'm just trying to walk down this beach, brother. I'm just trying to walk down this beach. So as I kept walking, he's now curling every curse word possible at my back. I got a sunburn from all the fuck yous that singed into my posterior. You're fucking a blah. I mean, just all of it. So I went up on my way because This is something that women have actually gotten so used to that you're just like, whatever. And you keep walking. But I had to come back that way. When I came back that way, he was still there. You know, anybody who knows me, he got a strong, hard look of laser eyes. And then I kept walking. And then I went and sat on my chair. And now he comes over to the chair with a guitar and he's like, I find you very angry. I'm like, actually, I'm chilling. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm chilling. He's like, "Well, I find you very mean." I was like, "I mean, you just cursed my life away on this beautiful beach for not talking to you." Well, why you don't want to talk to me? It doesn't matter. And I was like, "That's the point. It doesn't matter." I don't have to talk to you simply because you chose to talk to me. I was like, listen, brother, you don't know what I could be going through. When I was walking past you, I could have just found out that someone in my family is sick and I'm going to call them. I could have just found out that my dog died. I could have just started my period and I don't want to be on this beach bleeding like a dire wolf bit me me in the crotch. Okay, I didn't say that to him, but I wanted to. I wanted to. Like, all of these things could have happened and I am thinking about them, but you feel that whatever you want to do right now, Trump's anything that I'm dealing with. And that is the issue. And you guys, I don't know if like a unicorn had ran by and I missed it, but something magical happened. He understood what I was saying (laughs) and conceded my point and was like, you're right. And I said, the issue is that men think that women are at their disposal far too often. And the reality is, is that I'm an individual and you are an individual and you have every right to live your life. And I have every right to live my life in a way that does not disrupt you. But you expecting me to stop doing what I'm doing simply because you've addressed me is really rooted more in you being a man and thinking I am at your disposal than you wanting to have conversation. And so then he just sat down and played me a song on the guitar. And, you know, it was it was beautiful to be honest, it really was. Uh, and uh, um, and then I saw him, the next time I came back, I saw him on the beach and I was with my homeboy, and he came up to my homeboy and was like, that one is a live wire. <laughs> so it worked. Um, but in that conversation, I was able to get through to him the difference between catcalling and hollering. And, like, the reality is, like, I just don't owe you that. Now, when it comes to hollering, a lot of men feel like, well, if I holler at a chick and I let her know, like, I'm interested in her, then she is supposed to, like, show me some rhythm back. No. No. That's not the case either. And so a lot of these women that were like feeling some type of way on how to deal with the sexual harassment that was going on in Hollywood, they felt that way because they didn't feel like they could reject these men at these men's advances. They felt like they couldn't challenge them or basically even say, like, I'm just not interested. They felt like they had to go forward with that in order to get to where they were going. I understand that thinking. It's real. And listen, you heard that take with Harvey Weinstein. He was like, not taking no. She was like, I just, I'm not feeling like this is cool. And he's like, no, come on, you have to, 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 come on. You know, and that goes past hollering to sexual harassment. Hollering is just putting it out there. Hey, I'm interested in you. I would love to talk to you off site. This is how you holler at work. I just wanted you to know that, you know, in the time that we've been working together, I have grown to have interest in you beyond a professional relationship. And I would love the opportunity to explore that further. That's it. And the person can either say, "Okay, let's exchange numbers. We'll talk after work. Or they'll say, no, because I'm already fucking the director. Or... They'll say, "Um, you know, I appreciate the interest, but, you know, it's just it's not for me. Like, I'm a, I'm a comic. I don't fuck comics. It's a hard line, bottom line rule. It's just what it is. I've already did all my fucking in hip hop. I'm good. I don't need to do that in comedy. And basically, comics are just rappers with no money anyway. So I just don't need that level of redundancy in my life. But. Some cats, like, don't like that. Like, I had a comic that was literally like, you're just difficult. And just, I mean, all in my text messages, y'all, I have all the receipts and just felt some type, let me actually pull it up. Hold on. Let me actually pull it up. He was upset, y'all. Ooh, Lord. And he was like, you know, you're leading me on. And I'm like, how am I leading you on? I've never, ever showed you any type of interest. He sent me a text and was like, when are you doing another one woman show? Let me know. I said, we'll do. He said, and, and I corrected your, because he had used the wrong form of your. And I'm just, you know, I don't have time for that. And he said, well, using it before got me, got me nowhere with you. So it really doesn't matter. Just a side note. He signs all of his texts with his website, just so we're clear on who we're dealing with. Okay. Um, and, and He was like, "Um, back to my magazines. I don't know what that means. And I said, listen, I don't date comics, even when they have correct grammar. It's nothing personal. I just don't. And he's like, you don't date rappers, comics. I guess I'm going to be a poet or musician or lawyer or doctor. Or, well, you just tell me what to be so we can begin. So you see how I've already, like, just stated it very plain and very clear. Like, it's just something I just don't do. But he's, like, not taking no for an answer. And I said, I did date rappers. That's why I know better than to date comics. No beginnings are happening over here, my brother. It's just what it is. And he replies, we are totally different. Um, And then, like, there was a typo in my text. And so then he pointed out the typo. And I'm like, see... A typo is different than a grammatical error, okay? Because a typo is just like, I'm typing really fast. A grammatical error is like, you never learned that, okay? So there's a difference. So I was like, well, you know, you're on an Android, so you have a different operating system than me. And he said, never mind. You're too mean and aggressive, my sister. And of course, what was spelled incorrectly your How are you gonna diss me and still use the wrong form of your? Oh, my God. But you know what the craziest part of this was? When I told his friend, his friend did not believe me. His friend was like, my boy would never do that. My boy is cool as shit. But I had the receipts. I had them. And when I showed him the receipts, his friend was like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, that's your motherfucking friend. And let me tell y'all, that's the case with a lot of these rappers you have. I could do a whole book called Your Favorite Rapper is a Lame. And it would literally just be text messages from these rappers that I have received. Text messages like, we should date each other and make each other famous. Text messages like, I wish that time machines were more affordable so we could meet again for the first time. Text messages like, hey, I want to see your pussy. Show me with your fingers. While the rapper is at his bachelor party. Tex is like, hey, come down to the bar and have a drink with us and bring your pajamas. And then I hit back like, what are you trying to say here? Because that's not really what I'm trying to do. Well, I don't know. You can infer it how you want, but you know what I'm trying to say. Listen, there's stories. Stories, yes. Like a whole tale. And I'm, These are just the ones I'm thinking of like off the top of my head. So, no, but the thing is though, is that outside of those stories, there were people who were like, Hey, like, I think you're dope. I'd love to hang out. And then we hang out. And that's how I end up fucking that rapper. You see? Just come at me correct. There's a way to approach women that doesn't have to objectify them. And that's the difference between hollering and catcalling. All right, y'all, it's DMT time where I dive into my DMs on Instagram to give you all the tea based on the questions you guys are asking about this theme. So we have some really great questions that I am really I'm always I'm always happy about just the variety with which you guys come because it's really important that we get to talk about like different sides of things. So uh, this is a question that I thought was really basic and direct. Does yes mean yes listen um you know the, the the overarching theme of this of this whole episode is context and i had someone tell me a story the other day that i thought was really um was really interesting where I saw this on Instagram where this guy was talking about how like he had been chasing this chick for a dumb long, and he was just like pressed about smashing, and he just was like, "I'm gonna have sex with her, I'm gonna have sex with her, I'm gonna have sex with her." And when they hung out, he was just like so, just about it, about like, "Come on, like let's do it, 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 let's do it." it." And finally, she was like, "Do you really want to do this?" And he was like, "Yeah." And so she let him. But then after, she never talked to him again. And he said that it wasn't until he got older that he realized in a conversation with one of his female friends that like she said yes because she was at a point where she felt like she could no longer say no. And a lot of times that is where the yes is coming from. So, you know, you do have to look at the context of where the question is being asked when Louis C.K. is. Is putting vulnerable comics, women comics, in a situation where they feel like if they say no, he's going to blacklist them. Is that yes really a yes? No. The problem is that, like, stuff like this requires folks to step outside of themselves, to be self-aware, to be consciously aware of the room. And that is asking a lot from people. So ideally, you know, you you don't want to create this situation in the first place. But... A yes should be an emphatic yes a yes should not be it should not have to be uh begrudgingly said or or pulled from somebody or cajoled like it should just be very distinct and enforceful a yes should be like when you join the electric slide like no one just like timidly joins the electric slide like when you join in you're like we're going to the ride, right, to the ride, right, to the left to the left not back, not front hey like that's what yes should be and you do the electric slide to the condom you You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's how it should go down. But I feel like a lot of times guys are so focused on the goal. And that's where that whole like thinking with your dick, not with your brain comes in, because it's like you're so focused on just this goal of getting sexual pleasure that you've disconnected from the ability to relate to someone on a human level and tell that they are fearful or tell that they are timid or tell that they feel coerced. And typically, when you're not thinking with your dick, you would be able to feel that. And so really, as a people, like we just need to be a lot more aware of other people as a comic. Like that's my job as a DJ. That's my job as an interviewer. That's my job to feel the other person. But that's not everybody's job. But it should be because we can get a lot. We can deal with situations a lot better if we would just like get outside of ourselves. And receive what the other person is giving. Because all of us are giving off energy at all times. And yes doesn't always mean the same level of yes. You want an all caps, bold, italicized, underlined yes. That's what you want. And if someone is inebriated or if someone is under the influence or someone is in a situation where you are in a more powerful position than them, whether it be physical or career-wise, et cetera, you have to question whether that yes is what you think it is. Next question. When will motherfuckers, (laughs) that's what they put, when will motherfuckers comprehend that everything I do say or wear isn't for their gratification? You know, it's funny, I, I do a bit on stage where I talk about, like, when I leave the house, I don't say to myself, like, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay, hope they notice these pants today. Like, that's not the case. And, like, when I lived in Harlem, like, it really felt like like Ray Ray and Trevante on the corner of 150th and St. Nicholas were literally, like, she got dressed for us. <laughs> because every time I would walk by, like they'd be like, "Ooh, shorty with the hound's tooth and the red jacket," I see you. My my favorite was when I had on a red, I had on a red jacket, and this dude said, "Yeah, little Red Riding Hood, can I go with you to Grandma's house?" <laughs> and I was like, "This young man has a very specific." Uh, knowledge of Grimm's fairy tales and I was just like why do they think that I'm dressing for them on one hand you're just like okay like they're silly they they don't even know but then you have men who definitely feel like this this and this goes into the whole like well what were you wearing situation which is what far too often gets explained as the reason why sexual harassment is like excused well you asked for it why were your titties out And the reality is, like, I could walk up in here butt ass naked. It doesn't mean it's okay to objectify me and it doesn't mean it's okay to touch me it doesn't mean it's okay to like handle me in a way that is outside of what I want to happen Um, I think like to my point of what I said earlier when I was talking about the RASTA is like we live in a patriarchal society where women are still at the behest considered to be at the behest of men I think that we've made a number of advancements worldwide but I think overall we're still on paper considered to be less than and as long as we are considered to be less than there will always be this overarching thought process that says that what you are doing is for the male gaze. And then you have women who actually, I feel, like, add to that. Like, people get so mad when I talk about Kim Kardashian, and I'm just like, she's not a feminist! And people are like, yes, she is! And I'm like, no, she's just catering to the male gaze, and that's paying for what she's doing, and then people are like, well, that's what makes her a feminist. And I'm like, I can't keep up. But What I do believe is that you as a woman can do what you want, but I as a woman can say what I want about you doing what you want. Like, that's a fact. And when it comes to you dressing how you want or saying or even just being how you want and expecting um, to get outside of this whole, like, this is not for male gratification, I just feel like we're a ways away. And it sucks. You know, it just really sucks because like then you have the guys who are like, like some guy like started an app where you can tell what a woman looks like without makeup. And it's like, do you date women? Because men who date women have seen them without makeup. So what are what are we really talking about? And it's also like, you know, makeup is like not real. So, you know, the same way that I'm wearing clothes and you don't really know what my titties look like. It's the same way that if I'm wearing makeup, you may not really know what my face looks like. But I bet when you get to the bottom of it, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So uh, to your question, when will they comprehend that everything I do, say Sarah, where is it for their gratification? When the apocalypse happens and we all have to band together to somehow overcome these machines. Otherwise, I don't know when any change is going to come. Like if this episode was about racism, I'd have the same answer. It's going to have to be some next shit where aliens descend again, because I feel like they're already here, where they descend and take over. And then we all have to get over ourselves and and just like band together. And like, really, we shall overcome this shit. But uh, if the aliens have higher ethics than most humans, I'm just letting you all know, I'll be the first to cross sides. People out. I- All right, y'all I'm very happy to <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to welcome my guests uh New Yorkers in Los Angeles uh yeah. you know Podcast Mavens uh, who mm-hmm. shot to the top of the charts uh, <laughs> by talking about men who have shot out of their shorts <laughs> God damn, you are so poetic. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes, we have the ladies of the Guys We Fucked podcast. Hi. Yes, Miss Crim Fisher. Hello. Christina Hutchinson. Hello. So excited to be here. Very happy to have you here. Thank happy you. Happy you have a podcast. Thank you. Very
1: happy you have a podcast.
0: You know, when I came on you guys' show, um, you're like, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I loved was that. You took a concept, but then you expanded it. Like, we didn't talk about even, like, it wasn't, like, just, like, okay, Amanda, come on and only talk about the guys you fucked. And I think that's what some people think a podcast is. Like, I have to stick to this very specific thing. And it's, like, no, it's just a point of entry to a bigger Umbrella of topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... The People I Like segment is legitly people I like. And I like you guys because I like that you have created this forum and this space in the podcast space. that is so just like balls to the wall. The minute you see that name, you know you're going to get some realness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No bullshit. No <laughs> bullshit. Know?
0: So when of course you guys like I mean you've answered these questions a million times so I'm not going to ask you those questions like when did you guys decide to do this and how did this start you guys can google like my audience like you guys can google you know I always insist on you doing your own research it's called the guys we fucked podcast do the research okay it's a basic google my real question is more so
2: (laughs) this is my favorite podcast already I know (laughs)
1: this is the best two minutes and 19 seconds we've ever had on a podcast I gotta tell you this is the 11th
2: podcast we've done in like three and if we have to tell the freaking me getting dumped I, one more time I gotta relive that shit it's traumatizing no
0: it's just hit the Googles I really want us to like have an imaging that's literally just hit the
2: Googles bling yeah, per, yeah exactly do some work or like when people ask for like what's the coupon code we're like it's rewind. GWF it's always gonna be GWF and also if you don't know what it is you don't deserve the discount yeah
1: rewind it's a, it's a rewind rewind you don't even gotta type in words <laughs> so oh. What has been
0: the most fortuitous part of creating this podcast? Because I feel like I would be surprised if there weren't people that said to you, you can't
1: do a podcast called Guys We Fucked. Oh, yeah. iTunes said that because we weren't on it Specifically. for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they literally were like, you can't. Nah, we're not going to have it. And then... Uh, Did they
0: give you a reason? No, but we knew. I mean, it was it literally just the word or was it more the
1: content? It's the content. It's the way the word and the title fuck was used with sexually. two women. I-, I know that's why because there's podcasts and songs with fucking the title. There's, there's, there's podcasts out there that talk about like shit that's... Like, you know, foul for foul's sake. And that's great, too. But they they didn't give us any reasoning. So we had our listeners tweet at iTunes Podcast. No one ever tweets at them. So they were like, whoa. And they called us, like, from Silicon Valley. And they were Mm -hmm. like... Hey, you guys have really dedicated fans, and uh, sorry about the oversight. We're going to put you guys up on the on iTunes. Right? Yeah, we got you an you. apology. You're goddamn right, Apple.
0: <laughs> All right. I like it. You got an apology from mm-hmm. Silicon Valley. You yeah. don't I'm even know what girls are. I, I know. I know. They're like, oh, they have breasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Breastuses.
0: They're more interested, I feel like, in like, robots. and They're like, yeah. oh, they're living, breathing gals. Yeah, ro- mm. robot breasts.
1: <laughs> robot
0: breasts. breasts.
1: <laughs> they're not going to reject you.
0: No. No, because you've done the coding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. they're here for it. So, you know, this this episode's theme is sexual harassment, the side effects of sexual harassment. And, you know, in terms of like creating the podcast, what was the intention
1: in the beginning versus now? Oh, way different. We just wanted to learn about ourselves and interview a guy who's been inside us. That's what it started out as. And then... People started emailing us asking us for advice. And we didn't really solicit it. And so, and there were really interesting problems. And every time we would read emails, we would get hundreds of more emails to the point where now we can't even look at every email every day that we get. But so. What kind of advice? uh, Advice on everything from, are my nipples too big? To, should I pluck my nipple hair? To, I don't want to have anal because I. I, hurts. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm afraid of (laughs) shitting the bed during anal. To, uh, I fucked this guy. My my cat scratched his balls. To, Mm. I was uh, molested by my uncle uncle and no one knows and i don't want to tell my mom because she's going to relive it make me relive it to i hate I was, my wife to i hate my wife to i i jerked off to my wife's sister to i was raped uh twice was it my fault um it's seriously the gamut you'd think you think you'd run out of things to talk about under the umbrella sex you don't. don't. No. It's almost shit. impressive
2: what people uh, can feel insecure about. You're like, wow, I didn't even think to feel insecure about my elbows, but they are gross. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I was told that my knees look like Patrick Ewan. So. <laughs> what are these people <laughs> saying to you? Yeah. So. I mean, that was
0: creative. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah, like, all right, that. well, at least he's, uh, you know, talented. <laughs> <laughs> You know, at least I didn't say my knees look like Chingy. You know? <laughs> yeah, also I like that it was like one of the more classic nicks, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like, it's not like he was like, your knees look like Horace Grant <laughs> during the he, goggles your era knees of the magic. look like the Ying Yang twins. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
1: oh,
0: I have Ugh. a Ying Yang twin story. Speaking of sexual <laughs> Right. Speaking it's of sexual It's just when harassment. they sing that, "Where do you see my dick? It
1: sounds like you're in a horror movie. It
0: does, but it's, you know, and a lot of this episode is about context, you know? And so, like, if you listen to Wait Till You See My Dick in a club, you're like, all right, the lights are low, like, and it sounds like somebody whispering. It's a good bass. Yeah, whispering in your ear. When you're interviewing them, like, during my hip-hop days, and you're like, so let's talk about Wait Till You See My Dick. You know, (laughs) you're like, this is not really, like, the time of conversation I would like to talk about. But... That, well, when we get to the next segment, we'll talk about my hip hop days. Okay, Um, so that's a lot of because I feel like I get a lot of those increase. I get like a various amount of increase in my DMs as well, Mm -hmm. like of just people asking like such a myriad of stuff, and then sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if I'm qualified. You know, to answer this stuff, and then like right now with all of the sexual harassment allegations that have been coming out, people have definitely been hitting me up like, "Well, this happened to me. Is it this? You know, uh, d- should I like, should I approach this situation in this way? You know, should I is you, then you have people who are like, "Oh, like I want to sexually harass you now." So then I'll have like people like sending me just the dick pics. The dick pickery is just, it, I don't know. I've never. Do you respond typically what I do is I screenshot it and then I put my face on the tip. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You and should then... make Christmas tree ornaments. Of
2: that. <laughs> I would buy it. Every and then I should post have, it like, back. An, Yeah, every woman should have like an automated response to dick pics, like a yeah. dick pic answering service or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's yeah. not home right now, but she doesn't want to see your dick.
0: <laughs> well, wouldn't you say, though, like. This technology thing has absolutely opened up like the space of communication with folks, but like dick pics unsolicited, to me, that is sexual harassment.
1: Yeah. It is. Yeah. I don't want to see you dick. I did ask. I've never gotten dick pics before. I'm like, maybe it's me. But I don't want them, and I've never asked for them. And then last year for my birthday, I was like, dick, me a dick pic if you want to. And I did. And I was like, "Oh, see? I asked for them, I got them, mm-hmm. And then he stopped sending them to me.
2: That's That was very... Mm. Good job, men's. <laughs> you <know>? I think <laughs> if it's like someone doesn't give me the heads up or ask me, but I'm in some kind of a flirtatious relationship where that's starting, and both parties know that it's starting, and I get one, that's... That's okay. But just from, like, a random person, yes, that's sexual harassment. Well, even, like, a friend of mine, she had met this dude at my house, actually,
0: like, at a, a gathering, and he was in a tank top. So that was that was already mm. where we should have <laughs> just... On. Yeah, Red flag. Red yeah. flag. And so she... Well, oh, I'm like, yum, right? And you're like, no, <laughs> like, no you should have no, left. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was clearly an Urban Outfitters tank top where it's oh. like, you're paying for it to look dingy, you know. Yeah. So they... Started a conversation over text for like the next couple of weeks that was clearly flirtatious, but it was flirtatious in the direction of a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a date. Not of a fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you have to be able to discern. And I think that's something that I hope men listening on this show today like are really hearing. Because I'm really trying to explain that like me giving you rhythm doesn't mean that I'm trying to fuck. Like, right now. Immediately. Yeah. You're not charming a snake. No. It's saying, hey, maybe this could happen in the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you if you play your cards right. You yeah. know, if you operate in a certain space. And I guess there's women who, you know, I mean, and I'm a very direct person, so I guess there are, you know, there are women who are a lot more coy. But even in that respect, like, read the room. Mm-hmm. You know, so if someone is coy, that doesn't necessarily mean like, well, I'm going to have to come at you harder. It's like also approach them in this in a similar fashion. Long story short, homegirl. And him, like, couldn't get aligned for a date, and so they ended up kind of just, like, fizzling. Okay. And then maybe, like, two months later, he, like, sent her a text at 2 a.m. that was, like, let me come and eat your pussy. Hi, who's this? (laughs) (laughs) New phone. And she's just, like, why did you think that was appropriate? And he's, like, I mean, I don't know. I just, you know— just want to eat your pussy. Just giving it a shot. Mm-hmm. They'd never oh. seen each other since they were at my house. And he does not think
1: there's anything wrong with that. Oof. Can mm. we talk?
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta I, say, I don't I know
1: mean, that I've, uh, did i he, Wait, what was the exact verbiage you used in it? How did he word it in the text? Did he ask? Yes. Can I come over? Can I come over and okay. eat your pussy? I would, I, would, I would say no. But also, I would also ask, like, why the fuck? That's weird, man. That's a weird question. If Which you, she did. Yeah, I
0: mean... But I would absolutely like that made me like I see him all the time, and I'm just like you're a trash. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it puts you as a woman in a really like shitty space.
2: Yeah, especially two well, months after mean a to her? What, what what did, what did what, she said? Why did you think that was appropriate? And then what, he just kind of was like, I don't know. F- he was just like, I don't. Yeah, he was just like, I mean, did he say, I don't know? I'm sorry that I offended you, or no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you was just honestly, I got to say, I'm not I'm not as but I like I like pervs. <laughs> so. But also, too, we i am like, OK, if you ask, there's also
1: an appropriate time to ask when you're someone when you're a boss of somebody. Don't ask about sexual. Don't don't bring that. shit. There's inappropriate times to do it with that. I mean, I'm, it wasn't appropriate to ask, but I'm like, he asked I because I'm trying to understand where these men are coming from so hard. And I can't for the life of me.
0: I would never never send a text to a guy that we hadn't had any indication of anything going on. I would never send a text saying like, hey, can I come over and suck your dick? Yeah, me If we haven't gone anywhere close to that direction, like I just wouldn't do that. But part of it is because like... I just feel like it's not. There's just. I just. I guess I'm just over appropriate. Then. No. Like I, I feel like if sh- they had never gone out, they had never seen each other mm-hmm. since they left my house, and it fizzled. Why, after two months of never talking to me, would you feel it's okay to text me and ask me to eat my pussy? I would feel that exact same way. I. I agree. I don't know but I just feel like there's a bigger that's symptomatic of a bigger issue My, which is that he hmm. just felt like he had access and it's yep. just like what's wrong with me throwing it out there you have the right to say no and it's like yeah but I have the right to also like not feel objectified by you still come at sp- me in the middle by of the simply night. talking to you
2: I think maybe what he was thinking was like okay so it didn't work out for something more serious like a date where this could actually have uh, likes to turn into a relationship uh, but he was still attracted to her and then got drunk obviously because it's 2am We he's sending this <laughs> yeah Drunk and lonely, and was like, Let me try this different, more wild approach. I don't think it was like so malicious. It wasn't great, it was very transparent. Yeah, I mean, it just that that kind of I don't know. I'm also a really aggressive person, so I like a more aggressive approach, but still respectful. So if some guy s- texted that to you. It wouldn't like, really bother me. Would Would you say anything back? Uh, I would probably just go. If I was no. interested, maybe I'd say yes. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm just yeah. not sure. I'd have to know the guy. I'd have to have the had the relationship. Any more details. But that's my thing. There's no
0: more details. Right. Right. But I mean, the
2: the, the
0: fact was, (laughs) see,
2: if it was like, the girl is just as clueless. I've gotten stuff like that from like comics who were just my co-workers. But if it was someone who I had been talking to knew in real life, had already conversed with in real life and was definitely had made it clear that I was interested in something uh, that was not just friendship, not just professional. That's why I wouldn't be as offended. Because those that was established. established. I yes.
0: think that if there hadn't, I think that the two month break is partially what bothers me too. Like yeah. you haven't, like you fell off, you haven't talked to me at all. Yeah, and then like I was would, also to me, I just feel like there's entry ways into that. Like, can I even get drunk, like a, yeah.
2: right?
1: Like, can I even get like a you up? I I know you go right to the pussy eating, but also like I would assume first like, oh, who said no? Who didn't get back to you? Like, why are you texting me? Why? why? I would assume that it's just. just Yeah, it doesn't feel special in any way.
2: That's quite clear. So are we desensitized or are we or are we liberated? I see. I feel like hmm, it's liberty. Like I feel like it's okay. And and I mean, I I mean, I don't like sucking dick in general, so I would never say, "Can I suck your dick?" But I mean, I certainly would uh, be forward enough to send something to someone that I was attracted to and be like, "Hey, you need company?" Something maybe like, but you see, not cooler than cooler than that. Hopefully, I have to think. I haven't. I haven't been single in a couple years, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not cool <laughs> right now. I'm like the least cool I've ever been, no matter what outside parties think. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of the dick suckery. And even I I'm, am too. And I'm not. That's good. We need we need people like you in the world. Because <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not doing it. So maybe I'll send you somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like very, I'm, I love it. I'll, I'll send
0: you somewhere <laughs> else. I'll pack
2: you overnight bag. Aww. Well, where
1: can people listen to the Guys We Fuck podcast? Oh, man. On iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Spotify. <laughs> mm-hmm. And
0: here at um, Small Doses, we have a segment called That One Time, where Mm -hmm. I tell a story related to the theme. But since you guys are our first guests, uh, we'd love to hear your stories related to the theme of sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You want to go first? You want me to go first? You
2: can go first, because I have to sort them out. This is one (laughs) that... You have to sort them out. God um... damn it. I guess this is technically sexual assault. Is that okay? Oh uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, okay is a... S- no. But <laughs> in the context <laughs> it, of did doing I ask it...
1: Did an does, does it fit man, under man? the umbrella of this no, segment? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so this was... I had to get blood work. This was maybe six years ago. I had to get... Six or seven. I had to get blood work for a physical exam. I just hadn't gotten a physical in a really long time. So I went on my insurance website. I found a doctor, like a general doctor. And they just had to, you know put the hammer on your knee and make sure your reflexes and check your heart rate and all that stuff and then get the blood work. And uh, I went, I found this guy who just worked by me and... uh, A doctor. Old man. (laughs) Yes. I found this guy. (laughs) I understand why you asked that question. I did not phrase it as if it was a safe situation. It was a beautiful, it was on Madison Avenue and it was very professional. You know, I was like, I wasn't creeped out at all. Got it. Until... uh, So he's an old man and he... I sit I'm sitting on this little bed thing and then he goes okay remove your shirt I need to give you a breast exam and I was like in my head I was like wait eh? and uh I just I did it because he had me oh he had to put on the gown thing that like opens up in the back yeah and then he was just you know doing that for a while and I was just I was had my arm up like this and I'm like huh okay and then I left and I was like I don't think that was supposed to happen. And then I Googled it and I was like, God damn it. What did you Google? Uh, is it normal to get a breast exam uh, during a general practitioner? Uh, how did you Google that? Did you literally type I in, typed, is it normal to get an"? Yeah. No, I, the reason I, I
0: ask you that is because I tell people to use the Googles all the time. And I feel like some people don't know how to Google. Oh. Oh I
1: wrote it whatever your question is, type that in verbatim.
2: You can do something like, even like what's the song from that movie with the girl with the brown hair where she says she doesn't want to kiss the guy and, and they'll they, be like oh And they'll say and I'll be like, Damn, I love you, Google. <laughs> Google <laughs> will give you Woo! more answers than you think you
1: can find. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that uh and it was more of a realization of like, ah, oh, trick me again. Not gang that's never happened before, but uh I just felt like, oh fuck that shit. And it's interesting now that like that the recent story of the gymnasts uh, uh I was a gymnast. And, oh really? Did you have an, an-, an- I an didn't, but I feel that was like it's common there's a lot of gymnast doctors. It's power, stress,
2: young women. I mean, well, that's
1: why I didn't question him. I wasn't. I wasn't. Was gonna I ask didn't you. question him because he was a doctor. And it's like, and when I googled, is it normal? Were you raised to question? No. Uh, I. The only thing I was told about is uh, if somebody comes, if a stranger comes up to you that you don't know. Don't talk. You don't have to talk to them. Don't talk to them. Go away. You know, but I took that literally. So anybody in my life that I didn't know personally, that would be mm-hmm. like, hey, what's your shoe size? I'd like, yeah. And I'd run away. So I was a little, you know. But I feel like we need to raise our
0: women, our young women to question things. Yes. Because I know for me, like I was raised to question everything. I wish I, I should have questioned so much shit in my I life. I think that's why a lot of shit didn't happen
2: to me because they knew that I was going to be like, hold up, hold up, hold mm-hmm. up. Right. Yeah. I 100% agree. And I think I don't have worse sexual assault stories uh, because of that. And it's hard to say out loud because you feel it's almost like non-sexual assault guilt of similar like a survivor's guilt. Uh, and then it also make, fe- can feel victim blamey, but it I don't no. think it is I sometimes I think I mean we get a lot of f- feedback about you know like ah that's victim blamey everything's victim everything is victim blamey days. or shamey right mm-hmm. yeah it's the blamey and shamey show but it's, <laughs> a, yeah, it's like I'm like yeah these things don't happen to me because people know I'm allowed I'm loud I'm not going to take it I'm going to hit your hand off me and and Seriously? so it happens less to me Ugh, yes but
1: I, I had a I had a my self-confidence when I was younger was not intact as gotcha. much as it is now and that's why I love getting older because I'm like oh I I don't take shit anymore. Man, I wish someone would have told me that at least if someone would have told me this is a thing that could happen. And if it happens to you, it's not your fault. And here's what you do. Yeah.
0: I so, wish. I so that tools. being said, were you in this situation again? What would you have done?
1: Oh, I would have said, oh, the second what he asked me the second he asked me, I'd be like, well, that's not necessary for blood work. Tell, please tell me why that's necessary. I have a gynecologist. I'll get a breast exam from her. I mean, that's what I would say. I, I truly didn't know. it was, But when I Googled, is it normal to get a breast exam? There were like like message boards of this happening. I'm like, God damn, man. Well I additionally mean, you, I that mean, doctor
2: should be reported. Like if that yeah. happened again. I know.
1: And I didn't even now now that we've t- done t- the- guys we fucked and I've I've hear from men and women, mostly women every day uh, about I was raped. I was so grown. I was molested. Stories. I cannot believe how common it is. Yeah. And one thing about everybody being outed as a sexual predator in Hollywood, I'm like, thank you, because uh, I we need everybody else to be as sick of this shit as we are. Women know. Women know it happens. And uh, and then we have this weird, you know, eye into the people's deepest, darkest stories that they've never told anybody. And it's oh, so, ugh, it's it's heartbreaking.
2: Yeah. Everyone's like breaking news. And we're like, oh, yeah, every woman in America is like, oh, this we yeah, we knew this. Thanks. Well, the comedians, we all knew about oh, trying to tell we you all this knew. for years. But but keeping
0: it real, it's like even though I knew about Louie, mm-hmm. I had never experienced it myself. Right. But then it was like, well, what am I what's my role in this, mm-hmm. you know, uh,
1: yeah, I uh, we talked about the Louis thing two weeks before that New York Times article because Corinne read all the Harvey Weinstein allegations and it took like thirty minutes, but we were like, "Fuck it, you're gonna get as sick of this shit as we are." Yeah, and uh, and then I said before we record, I was like, "Do you mind if I just say Louis like?" Louis C.K. There has been rumors about him sexually assaulting women mm-hmm. for a really long time. Is that okay? And Corinne's like, I don't give a shit. We I'm had like,
2: implied it several times. Like people yeah. reminded us, like, because like, we black out on the podcast, like, of I, I don't know what the hell comes out of my mouth. <laughs> <Yeah. we're> recording, <laughs> but people were saying, like, I heard this first. You know, New York Times is like, oh, we have a story for you, and like, yeah, we You're, heard it first on Gawker, and then yes. on Guys We Fucked. Yeah, but it's like you know
1: fuck that uh, why why and then i was like why am i nervous who gives this shit it, oh is he gonna fire me from a thing like any very well i mean he's a powerful not anymore he's he was powerful and uh but it's like fuck it i don't care it's it's i don't know what else to do i feel like i want to pull my hair out so it's like let's just at least talk about it that builds a sense of awareness that's key
2: it's a nice thing about podcasts too because i mean even if we got fired from everything else we can't get fired from our own podcast yeah you can lose sponsors but you can still put it out into the universe right.
0: Right, because I feel like, you know, in any field, like I was in hip hop for years. I was in hip hop for 10 years under the name Amanda Diva. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'm (laughs) rapping. I be rapping. I dropped four albums, it was a whole thing. (laughs) I need to get my hands on (laughs) me. Go on uh,
1: bandcamp.com, Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals or Amanda Diva?
0: I changed it. It's Amanda Seals now. Oh, okay, good. Okay, okay. But oh. like, yeah, like my music videos are on YouTube. Like, it's a whole. Yes. it was a whole era of life. There were a lot of kangles. Oh, plane ride here we come! Yeah, yeah, yeah. very excited for it this was red eye a now journey. <laughs> but I never like. I had done a post on my Instagram when all these allegations had started like really like just careening out into the atmosphere about like how prevalent this was in hip hop and is in hip hop. I mean, like you hear about like Dr. Dre stories and there's like a Russell Simmons story out there. And like anybody who was in hip hop is reacting the same way that anyone in comedy was to Louis C.K., where you're just like. Duh. Duh. Like, Mm -hmm. because the thing about the hip-hop world was that it was just par for the course. Like, it was just like, if you want to be in hip-hop, this is what's going to happen. It's just like, if you want to be in hockey, you're going to get in a fight. Like, that's just part of the culture. It was like, if you're going to be in hip-hop, sexual harassment is part of the culture. And as somebody who, like, loves hip-hop music and is often having to deal with the inner conflict of like they're really talking about bitches and hoes but this beat but is <laughs> yeah. you know you're just like
1: how do we separate the art from the person creating it
0: And then like, you know, the society comes out of and, you know, like you, you know, it's the same thing that a lot of us women do for the dudes we date. We like make excuses for why they're inflicting the pain on us by Mm. making it about the pain that they have supposedly experienced with them. And we're just like, that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. And so, like, I've had such crazy shit said to me in hip hop. I mean, I've had I was in a business. I was in a job interview and the guy was like, so when are we going to fuck? Whoa. You know? And I promise you, he has no recollection of saying that to me. Because that's he's how second so many nature. times that's yes. the way he talks to women. If yeah. I said mm. that to him right now, because I actually could right now, he would be like, What are you talking about?
2: Wow. I didn't say it.
0: or he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I said that to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just be like that. A year ago, I was in a very famous person's office with three other people. And I was like, you know, um, just having a conversation about working together. And he was like, have we ever fucked? And I was like, damn, no. And he's like, oh, because I would have remembered.
2: Right. Wow. Inappropriate and demeaning on top of it. So it's just like, uh, it would be so meaningless if we did that I wouldn't even recall. Yeah. Gross. Gross.
0: And uh, then, like, I was interviewing a rapper one time and he was like, so, you know, I mean, you gonna give it to me. You you know, he was like, you gonna do it. And I was like, do what? And he's like, give me that pussy. And I'm like, why is this? Entitlement.
2: It's not even a cool way to say it. No,
0: no. And... I, I mean, I was interviewing Pete Pablo one time on MTV, and like as I was interviewing him, his hand just like landed on my thigh, and Ooh. he just was caressing my thigh Ooh. as he answered the question. And in the middle of it, I was like, "You know, your hand is on my thigh,
1: right?" Nice. And he was like,
2: Ugh. "Do you think like, he didn't know?" I was yeah. gonna say, I
1: feel like you knew. Of course, and that's the exact know. way.
2: You were direct, you didn't make it like a thing, like, let me talk to you after you just said, you know, you know, make I, it
1: funny. Great. But
0: I understand why a lot of women would yeah. go the route of like, let me not embarrass him, because then they don't want him to embarrass you. And oh, so of course. Yeah. I've just always had a very healthy dose of like, fuck that. Yeah. And it's been very helpful. And I'm trying to like encourage like especially the women who are like listening to the stuff I say and watching my videos to like get healthier doses of fuck that. Because yes. I think that so much of that is in the way of us like speaking out against sexual harassment and sexual assault. And so much of it is about us like taking on stigmas that really aren't about anything in reality, you know, such so much of it is like holding us back from moving forward. And then we have men who are also now a part, who are also a part of that because they don't speak up.
1: Yep. Oh, that's what we need. That is the one thing that'll actually, I think, make a significant change. And I do think too, with women, though, a lot of times that they don't speak up is because if they have before, they have stories of people mm-hmm. who have. And then the pol- the police officers, their boss, the HR person was like, "Yeah, but like, what were you wearing?" Yeah, but and you think that that doesn't happen, but it oh, it happens it so does. much. But it's like if you can't do it for yourself, I always try and set, frame it like, do it for another woman who is definitely going to get this eventually. Like, fuck that. This person needs to realize that there are consequences to those actions. Yes. And they are belittling to, and so disrespectful. And so
2: it's like, if he can't do it for you... Do it for someone else. Yeah, a lot of the women don't because we're so afraid of being like uh, labeled the difficult woman. Oh, we don't just don't invite Corinne. She's gonna be difficult. She's always giving her opinions. You are difficult. You're difficult to fuck over.
1: (laughs) That's what they mean by that. Yeah, you're difficult to fuck over. When they
2: say difficult, they mean I'm an inconvenience to them, leading their lives in the shitty way that they have done it for so many years. That's what they mean. Because Corinne
1: calls people out on their bullshit. I hear it all the time. Like guys are always like, or guys assume she'll be offended by something, so they'll say, "Uh, (laughs) "I'm not gonna say that." Yeah, because you're not. Shut the fuck up. Don't Shut talk up. to me like I'm a child.
0: I mean, listen. My purpose is to actually dis- My purpose is to disrupt politeness that is in the way of being purposeful. Mm-hmm. So, mm, yes, if you know, if you're trying to be like polite and you know, and it's like that's not, but it's getting, it's stopping us from having the real conversation. That's when I get lab- labeled difficult because mm-hmm. I'm like, what are we really talking about? You right. know? Yep. And I think that there's. A lot of men that I hear have uh, that have these conversations with, they're like, well, I don't want to I don't want to look crazy or I don't want to start some shit or I don't want to be a snitch or I don't want to.
1: And you're a pussy.
0: Thank you. That's That's what what it is. Yeah, you're fucking pussy.
1: (laughs) Be a man, be a be a person, be a respectful human being and say something.
2: And if there's more than one person in the room, I think it's a great to use like an improv technique and yes, and it. So it's like one person, whoever steps up first, they're the bravest person. Yeah, and then everybody join, them, But in. then yes, and it. So that person isn't the one who's thrown the over the wolf. bus. You can't get fired. If the whole office says, you know what? Yes. And no, that's not right. And that's not right. And that's not right. I'm not going to fire the whole office. Just gr- I am Spartacus. Power, Power and numbers. And numbers. Yeah. yeah. Power I numbers. am Spartacus. I am
0: Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> I am Devin Butler for all of my cop and a half viewers. <laughs> Um, little known fact, I was in Cop and Half when I was 12. That's how I became SAG in 1992. Oh, wow. Ooh. Uh, like pop-up video. <laughs> so many facts during this podcast. Well, you know, I just, I think that the work, I, you know, the reason why I wanted to have you on the show also is because, like, you guys are just so a part of the same thing that I'm a part of, which is just truth telling. Yeah. You know, and the beauty of podcasts is that it's given so many people like us an opportunity to be that way without having to answer Two people who will call us difficult, you know, two people who will consider what we're doing to be disrupting of, like, their perfect bubbles of fakeness, mm-hmm. which I am just, like, Edward says hands with. I <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Anytime yeah. I'm scrolling through Instagram and I just see uh, a videos uh, and then your face, I'm go. Oh, I got to click. Yeah, I always <laughs> do your posts. What is happening man? Always. Oh, they're
1: so good. And I love, I, I'm interested <laughs> in your comments section, too, and the way you engage with people. And I like that a lot. The comment section has become its own thing, right? Uh uh It's definitely become its own thing. And I tell people,
0: read the comments. Because yeah. my comment section is filled with actual intellectual people. Don't get me wrong; there are some ridiculous individuals in there, but then there are a lot of people that do have a lot of good insight that they're adding to the conversation,
2: and I appreciate that's so appreciated. I honestly. learned things, all that. Night. See, mine's just people call me fat, so I turned it off. Yeah, <laughs> okay, not into it. Not no thanks. Into it. <laughs> I'm alright. Not- I'll pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all so much for hanging
0: out with me. Thank you here <laughs> on Small Douses, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Absolutely, you know, it was our guys pleasure. We fuck. So make sure you take a listen to Guys We Fucked. You know, And like I said before, it's not just about guys they fucked. Not at all. Okay? That's just the entryway to a much broader conversation that really is just about what it is being a woman in this world.
2: Man, you put that better than Nailed I could it. have ever <laughs> drafted. It only took us four years to come here and uh, find out what our podcast is Thank about. Thank you, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys.
2: We'll be
0: right back with The Final
2: Dose.
0: The last dose. So listen, sexual harassment is nothing new. Anita Hill came out against Clarence Thomas. He still got on the goddamn Supreme Court. You know, Bill Cosby, literally all of the population of Saskatchewan accused him. And people were still like, no. Um, and I, I even, I've had situations where like people have come at me crazy and I've said something about it. And they're like, oh, well, you know, that's just the way it goes. <sighs> The only way that things like this change is when people decide to change it. And what people don't understand is that those who are empowered that are acting this way aren't that far from those who have who are not acting this way, but also have power. And a lot of men need to understand that, like, your power isn't simply just being a man in these situations. Patriarchy is still alive and well, so you still have power by simply just being a man. But when you step up and you say, hey, this is not okay," what you're doing is you're not just challenging that person. You're challenging a culture. You're challenging the culture that says that women are to be objectified simply because they are women. And that's never been okay. And women are continuously trying to navigate and figure out how to move within that space in a manner that doesn't demean their goal in a manner that doesn't demean the work that they've done and in a manner that doesn't demean their integrity. But then you have people who are also, like, misusing these things. People who are claiming sexual harassment or claiming that they felt uncomfortable. And I I, I want those people to also know that, like, you are undermining forward movement, too. You got to know the difference as well. You got to know what you're putting out if you're giving off signals, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not victim blaming. That's just self-awareness. All of us need to have a self-awareness about What we are doing in the world, all of us. But when it comes down to it with sexual harassment, the reality is, is the onus falls on men. Just does, because this is a double standard. That's the whole fucked up part about this world, y'all. There is a double standard in place. And the only way to get things equal is if the people who have the double standard actually divvy off some of that and give it to the folks who don't. And that comes in being honest, in being noble, and in being truth telling about shutting this shit down. I'm Manda Seals. It's another episode of Small Doses. See you next time.